All right, friends, welcome back to another week of the Daily Cup podcast with me, your host, April. I have been on a two-week hiatus, not on purpose, but with life going on, and then I got sick, I got the flu, I had an infection in both of my ears. It, It was pretty painful to say the least. However, I am so grateful that by the grace of God, he has healed me. I am feeling a lot better. I still not am 100% on my energy, but much getting back and better to it and feeling so much better than I was. So thank God for that so that way we can come together for another week. This week, we will discuss the power of waiting. And first, before we do that, I want to welcome our new friends joining us all the way from New Zealand. Welcome friends. That is just so exciting that we have another uh, place on the globe to be able to hear the word of God. And we just pray that you continue to come back and join us every week. All right. So we are going to talk about the power of waiting. You don't want to miss this. It's going to be so great. So stay tuned. All right, friends. So again, welcome back. We are just going to dig deep into this today. We're going to take a look at the book of Habakkuk. It is only three chapters short, but it is packed with God's greatness and wisdom. There is so much to be learned. I am hoping that we can get through it all this week. Oh, it's all so good. So I'm just so excited. So let's get started. Remember, I always read from the New International Version. So that is a version we're going to read today. We're going to start out with Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. And it reads, The prophecy that Habakkuk the prophet received. How long, Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen. Or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked, him, and the righteous so that justice is perverted. Whenever I tell you, friends, I read this and I just, man, I just felt so deep what Habakkuk was saying here, seeing all the violence and everything that was going on around him. We can tell here by his questioning to God that he was not understanding what was going on. He had a very heavy spirit. And he wasn't sure why God was allowing bad and unfortunate circumstances in his life. And so I would ask you, like, have you ever felt that way in life? Have you ever felt such a heavy spirit in just things that are going on around you? We're going to go ahead and take a look at what God responds to him in Habakkuk chapter 1, verses 5 through 11. Now it says, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. I am raising up the Babylonians, that ruthless and impetuous people 
who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwellings not their own. They are feared and dreaded people. They are a law to themselves and promote their own honor. Their horses are swifter than leopards, fiercer than wolves at dusk. Their cavalry gallops headlong. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle swooping to devour, that all come intent on violence. Their hordes advance like a desert wind and gather prisoners like sand. They mock kings and scoff at rulers. They laugh at all fortified cities by building earthen ramps that capture them. Then they sweep past like the wind and go on. Guilty people whose own strength is their God. Okay, friends, let's take a look at that. I mean, these Babylonians, they were an evil people. They were a force to be reckoned with. They were strong. They were violent. They would simply overtake everything that comes in their way. But the beautiful thing about this here is that, you know, Habakkuk had this very heavy spirit. And whenever he was reaching out to God, God turned right back around and he answered his prayer. Like he had a question in the first part we read, and then God is answering him. And that just goes to show us that whether we realize it or not, God always answers our prayers. It may not be in the way that we desire, but he always answers our prayers. So let's never forget that. Okay, now we read where Habakkuk was talking to Jesus, right? He was talking to God. And then he had a second complaint to God. We're going to look at Habakkuk 1 verses 12 through 13. It says, Lord, are you not from everlasting? My God, my Holy One, you will never die. You, Lord, have appointed them to execute judgment. You, my rock, have ordained them to punish. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? Okay, y'all, let's just take a look at this and let's just let this sink in a bit. Habakkuk is having complaints to God, but at the same time he is questioning God, he is doing it in the manner that is most reverent to God. In verse 12, it says, it shows his reverence to God whenever he's saying, my God, my Holy One. And he's saying, you're my rock and you have ordained them to punish. He's showing his reverence to God and who he knows God to be. He doesn't understand what's going on. I don't even, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I don't even know that I get the sense that he's angry at God. It almost feels like in this reverent way of like, God, I seriously just don't understand. And friends, I just need you, I need you to know that we can question God when we don't understand things. When we do it in a reverent way, such as Habakkuk, 
It doesn't take God by surprise. He still loves us. He still loves you. Not only that, God is seeing Habakkuk's heart and responding to him. There is this beautiful conversation between the two of them, even in this difficult time. So instead of Habakkuk running away from these things, he's running to God. And God's not letting him be alone. They're having this beautiful conversation going back and forth. Okay, friends, I really wish that we could go verse by verse, but there just isn't time to do so. So we're going to skip on over right now and read Habakkuk chapter 2. Here in the second chapter, Habakkuk is waiting on God. It's, it's almost as if the conversation with him is not even enough. I mean, he's digging even deeper into waiting on God. He's going out to see and doing his best to seek an answer why such things are happening. It says, this is Habakkuk speaking, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. Now, I don't have a picture of ramparts. I always was curious what that word was or what that really meant because I've heard it a few times through the years. And I actually looked it up and the ramparts is the part of this tall tower that I don't know if you see some medieval type movies, you know, they have these tall towers and then there's like the circle part at the top of where the tower is and people go up and stand there and you can see from far away, like you can see everything as long as you're up on this rampart. That's a rampart. So he is going up even that high to just look and see and try to find answers. And I don't, I don't, again, I don't know about you guys. I don't get the feeling he's doing it as if like what God is saying is not enough. It's just, he's trying to dig deeper and deeper. It's like his spirit just needs that. Like, have you guys ever felt that way? That's just like, man, you're just, you're praying. You might even be fasting. You're talking to friends or talking to your pastor or, or a leader and like you're doing everything to find answers and, and it's just not coming. Like there's just something in your spirit that isn't satisfied. It feels like that is what is going on with Habakkuk here. And then we see God's answer in verse two through four. He says, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it clear on tablets so that a herald may run with it for the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks to the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. See, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright, but the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. Oh, you guys, I got like <laughs> chills just reading that. It's just, uh, man, God's word is so good. This is his answer to Habakkuk. God sees Habakkuk and he lets him know, wait for it. What has God been asking you to wait for, friend? If he has you waiting on something, keep holding on. Just like the story here, God will, like what he says in verse 3, not prove false. God doesn't lie. 
although the enemy will make us want to think this and all sorts of other crazy things and thoughts, we know we have all been down that road before. Or maybe you were even even going down that road at this very moment. But like verse 3 says, wait for it. And by the way, the bad guys, the evil, the oppressor, that tough situation you're facing, don't stand, it doesn't stand forever. Nothing, and I mean nothing, can withstand against God. He is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and nothing can overpower him. And because it can't, remember, friends, that is the same spirit that lives in you. You are already an overcomer because the same spirit that raised the dead lives to life is in you. Don't ever forget that. Listen, friends, the enemy sometimes appears to be so strong, just like these Babylonians, but our God is stronger. We're going to look at Habakkuk 2 verses 12 through 14. It says in verse 12 through 14, Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and establishes a town by injustice. Has not the Lord Almighty determined that the people's labor is only fuel for the fire? For the nations exhaust themselves for nothing. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Oh gosh, (laughs) y'all. It is just, God's word is just so good. Can you imagine that? It says, like all these things, it's basically saying that the enemy, all of it is just foolishness. Like their labor is in vain. They, They literally, like nations exalt themselves. They rise, they try to rise above, like for nothing. Because at the end of the day, it says the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Like I don't know. I used to live by the beach. Oh, I miss that. I, I miss seeing that water every day. Oh, it was so beautiful. Um, But I remember I used to go there. I mean, I still can if I want. It's just a little far and I don't, I don't get there, but maybe like once a week. Um, and I usually don't go to the water, but whenever I do, you guys, if you just stand still, like I'm just closing my eyes right now and just picturing it, like you just stand still and just look straight ahead. And it's just this water, which looks like it just goes on forever, like infinity. Like you just, you try to find the end of it and you can't. And it's just so beautiful to behold because the waters it's just like, massive and it just brings you back to remembrance of how small you are and how big and grand God is. And all these people are here, these evil, you know, Babylonians, the enemy in our life, the bad thoughts, whatever it may be, try to conquer us and like overpower and just exhaust themselves by being exalted like they are so great and grand whenever at the end of the day the lord will always overcome and it's just oh it is just so good i just i can't i can't and it's just 
it reminds us in verse, so let's look at chapter two, verse 20. Every time I read this, it just reminds me and just, it, it brings me still like that water does. And it just makes me think of like, every time I read it in my spirit, it goes to what it's going to be like whenever we're in heaven with him one day, it says the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Let's just have pause on that. That is so good. Like he is so good. Isn't he friends? Like he is amazing and, and nothing can overpower him. Seriously, nothing, 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 nothing. All right. So in this story, there's a lot of turmoil. There is Habakkuk seeking God and his glory and what to do through it all. Um, and is what sounds like a heavy spirit, heartache, frustration, not understanding. And, you know, as humans, we always want to have that happy ending. You know, like we always just want everything to turn out great and there be a happily ever after and in the story and everything's beautiful. However, friends, that is not always life, is it? And I think that's why Habakkuk is so cool is because we're going to read in chapter three that there really wasn't, um, how should I say, a physical closure to this situation. As a matter of fact, chapter three is closing out not really with the physical um, ending to this Babylonian destruction. However, it is the uh, prayer of Habakkuk to God. And he has this prayer that I can imagine is just like so crazy and beautiful all at the same time. If you scroll down to the very end of chapter three, it says for the director of music on my stringed instruments. So Habakkuk is having this prayer almost similar to what, uh, the psalmist David is having. Um, so I don't know. I just, I find that, I just find it so beautiful. And so we're going to take a look, um, at what is going on here. It's again, a prayer to God for revival. And we can all use revival, can't we? We don't have the time to read um, the entire book, you know, but just go back and read it on your own. It is just so beautiful. And it just goes to show here, y'all, that, you know, continue to hold on in the hard times. This, this was not uh, like an open and closed case, so to speak, you know, of like, okay, here's what happened and here was a happy ending of it. However, there was a happy ending in a way that through this all and through his searching and through his desire to find out what God has to say to him, Habakkuk ends up having this beautiful prayer for God. And what happens is his hope is in the Lord. And my encouragement to you today, friends, is that I know you're going through it. There's stress, there's fear, there's worry all around. And I mean, we can see it every single day. But through it all, won't you give your faith to God? That's what, that is what uh, Habakkuk did 
here at the very end. He let all that that was just building up and the answers and the searching and the seeking and all of that, he let it all build up. And then finally, he's just like, you know what, God, I'm just giving it to you. Like I'm giving it to you and I'm going to have faith. And that is what I'm going to do. And that is what I encourage you to do, friends, today. At the end of Habakkuk chapter 3, um, we can take a look at verse 17 through the end of the chapter, verse 19. It reads, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the oil crop fails, and the fields produce no food, Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like a deer of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Friends, I mean, how beautiful is that? Now, most of all, most of us are not farmers. We don't have a lot of land. We don't have a lot of crops and things like this. But let's just look into this and just get real about this. He is saying if the fig tree does not bud, if there are no grapes on the vines, that, that means like if there's no fruit in these crops, if there's no sheep there, if there's no cattle, like there's there's no herds, there's no meat. So now we don't have fruit. Now we don't have crops. Now we don't have meat to eat. Um, he says still, I will rejoice in the Lord, my God, my Savior. He says, the sovereign Lord is my strength. It's not us. It's not, it's not us and what we're looking for. It's God. He's our strength. It says he makes my feet like the feet of a deer. Have you ever seen a deer run before? It's like, it's like they have, they're just so light. Like they just, I don't know, just bounce around like almost as if they weigh nothing. They're just light. And that is what he's saying that God is going to do for him. It doesn't matter if there's destruction. It doesn't matter if there's, you know, famine. It doesn't matter if there's no food, if there's, if there's no um, wealth, if there's whatever it may be that God is going to be his strength. God is going to be the one that pulls him up. God is going to be the one that helps him just tread lightly and just walk and just, you know, like just have that energy and that bounce and that renewed strength. And that is what I hope for you, friends. Habakkuk, he questioned God here. He didn't understand life. It hurt him. It burdened him. But yet he went to the one who truly had the answers. It wasn't what Habakkuk wanted to hear. And I'm sure he wanted relief. That is life. Sometimes, friends, we don't see the outcome and the timing we want. We don't get our big break like we thought. Someone heard us. We see hunger and death all around us. And some days, let's be honest, it is all we have to muster the strength to get out of bed and just get ready for the day, let alone complete the responsibilities we have to do. God shows us, though, in this story that it's okay to have doubts, questions, uncertainties, and that when we bring it to him, he will answer us. 
And if it isn't the outcome we are hoping for at the moment, God proves he will never leave us. He never left Habakkuk and he won't leave us. And if it isn't the, and so although physically and humanly we might be going through it, we can lean into the Lord and know spiritually he has it all under control. Sometimes life, in life, you guys, God uses hard times and he uses hard situations and the enemy for his glory. And as long as he is with us, that is truly all we need to walk through it, friends. So I pray that this story gives you hope to keep moving forward during a time when you don't quite see the end. And remember to wait for it. Here's your nugget for the week. Through this moment, I will wait for it. Remember that. Through this moment, I will wait for it. Remember, God does not lie. And in his perfect revelation timing, it will all come to pass. friends. I hope that today gave you much encouragement as it did to me. I want to remind you in your own personal study time, go back and read the full story of Habakkuk. It is just, oh man, it is so good. And I know this was a little bit longer than we normally have, but I just want it to be able to get it all in. So thank you for hanging in there with me. And I do hope that encourages you. Before we leave today, we're going to say a prayer and I just, you know, can't wait to meet back here with you again next week. Father God, I thank you so much for this time that we had together. I thank you for every friend that's listening out there today, Lord. I pray that we seek you in all of our questions, God, that everything that we have, that we don't run away from you, God, that we run to you. And just like Habakkuk, that we go up on the rampart, God, we seek you in any way that we possibly can, and that we continue to move forward with you through it. I pray that we will wait on it. And we know that it will come. Whatever your promises are to us, God, whatever you have spoken to us, whatever we know in our spirit that we're waiting for, I pray that we wait for it, that we don't get weak, that we continue to fight. And just like Habakkuk here, that he had at the very end, God, he didn't have the answer. It wasn't the answer that he was looking for, but he decided to stand strong in faith and and get his strength from you. And I pray that each one of us, God, just like him, just like he declared that he, that his strength was in you, God, and that he would walk and have his feet be like feet of a deer and just light and bouncy and energetic and so just that. I pray that over our lives, God. I pray that we have a holy revival in our spirits and that we have a renewed faith in this moment, God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
All right, friends, that wraps up another week of the Daily Cup podcast with me, your host, April. I thank you so much for being here with me and look forward to another week with you. Remember your nugget for this week. Through this moment, I will wait for it. Through this moment, I will wait for it. All right, guys, have a great week. And remember to always drink in the wonderful daily cup of God's word. So your cup always overflows.